You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS Podcast with hosts John Impemba and James Grande. What's going on, FA Nation? John Pemba here with James Grande. This is the LBDFS Quick Pitch Podcast recording here on Tuesday for Tuesday's 15-game main slate. James, when we have large slates like this, we always talk about a billion players to choose from. We tend to take a look at sort of the pitching that is available on these large slates because, again, there's 15 games. just means there's 30 pitchers. There's obviously guys that you guys, and there's also lineups and teams that you can sort of just kind of cross off the list, but that doesn't necessarily make it any quicker when it comes to doing the process here of evaluating where we're going to go with our lineup builds. Plus, we do have course Field on the slate, which is something that we have to worry about. And unlike yesterday, where we didn't actually have any postponements, there's also no weather problems today. It's some good hitting weather pretty much around the league. So with that said, I mean, do you want to just start off at the top of the pitching? Do you got any guys that you're sort of keying in on here? At the top, we got, I'm looking over on DraftKings right now. We got it's like six guys above 9K. Yeah, I mean, I obviously think we should probably take Garrett Cole's last star with a grain of salt and ran into a hot Minnesota offense at the time. Look, he's done this a couple times, right? He did this in Detroit where he struggled. They pulled him. He came back and he's dominated. he dominated for like five straight starts. Did it against Baltimore, struggled, still got the eight innings, struck out a whole bunch of people, dominated the next two starts. Garrett Cole is a really good pitcher, and he's not going to give up seven earned runs very often. And I don't really like this Tampa Bay offense all that much. I think they're a much worse offense than they have been in years past. So I'm perfectly fine going back to Garrett Cole. I think it's tough to get to Bieber. I think it's kind of tough to get to Max Freed, right, John? I mean, you've you've been the driver of the like hard-to-use pitchers against Washington bus all year. And especially for a guy like Freed, who's not the biggest strikeout guy. I mean, less than a strikeout per inning this year. I know he's coming off eight against Pittsburgh, only four against them in the start earlier in the year. And the name of the game, especially on DraftKings, especially when you're paying 10K to strikeout. Cole over Freed and Bieber for me. I think Gonsolin could be an option. Another just rock solid start from him. He's really as safe as he gets these days. Logan Gilbert, I think, is interesting against the Twins. I think there's strikeout upside there. And then Logan Webb mixed feelings on Logan Webb because the Royals offense has been a little better and Logan Webb has pitched well this year but has one real big outing uh, in terms of strikeouts and the rest have been okay. There's a reason for that and I wrote this up it's that he's facing teams that don't strike out They're well not. is Kansas City I mean Kansas City fits in that fits that bill as well right they, I mean they've if haven't we gone over this they started the year as a team that didn't strike out and then they sort of worked their way back Crept, up the rankings. Yeah. And now they're sort of right back down again to a team that overall on the year not striking out a bunch. So ebb and flow with them. Maybe it depends on who isn't in their lineup. That being said, right now, over the last two weeks overall, 25th in strikeout rate. So you know, not not a good number for him. So I do kind of agree with you. 9,100. But he is at home. It's probably a right. cash game play. What do you, like, what's... Like, if I overarching thoughts over 9K, I think Cole is the clear cut number one against the struggling Rays offense. I think Gonsolin you can use in cash games. The Angels have the highest strikeout rate against right handed pitching right now 28.5%. I mean, he's been incredible. Gonsolin's been incredible. He's been incredible. Yeah. Even though he's not doing like, it's still like six innings, one run. Dave Roberts is like, all right, you're good, 84 pitches. Yeah. Like, why not send him out for the seventh there, right? Like, is there a cat? Like, 
that's I think what caps me for him for tournaments, sure. right? Because he's just not getting that seventh inning and he's ninety five hundred. So yeah, he can get seven eight strikeouts here for sure. I just think I still like Gilbert would probably I'd prioritize in tournaments because he can go seven. Like, and this is just assuming you want to spend up, right? Like I'm looking right. at this mid tier. I, I like the mid tier. I think he maybe even a little bit better. Like okay, Cole short check mark, put him in there. Yep. Gonsolin, throw him into consideration. Logan Webb at home, fine. Pavetta, it was kind of a tough start for him, but those four runs, a little misleading because he didn't give up the home run. The bullpen right. guy came in and gave up the three-run jack, and they just happened to be Pavetta runs. He had 11 strikeouts. Against who, John? Against the Angels, right? So right. That's, right. Tony Gonsolin. And yeah. now he's got a matchup at home against Oakland, whom he went seven shutout against. But seven strikeouts a game before that. Pavetta's still pitching really right now. So, like, at 8,900, like, why go back and forth on, like, a Logan Webb or a Logan Gilbert against Minnesota, you mentioned, is kind of, like, hitting the ball a little bit better right now when you have Pavetta just underneath him. You have Dylan Cease, who's been struggling, but right. we know his strikeout upside is crazy high. Detroit, fourth highest strikeout rate over the last two weeks against right-handed pitching. Sean Manaya against the Cubs. I mean, I know we talk about it all the time with Chicago, and they do have some guys in their lineup that can hit left-handed pitching a little bit. They're also home, but I mean, we just saw you Darvish dominate them last night. Right. 8,500 for Manaya. This is DraftKings. I'm sure on FanDuel, I don't know if you have that open or not, James. Some of the pricing's probably a little bit different it generally is on these slides so for example max freed's your top price pitcher logan shamanaya is over 10k on FanDuel there as well so i mean I, that's kind of where i'm settling in like if i'm not going all the way up to garrett cole i'm probably looking at pavetta i'm probably looking at manaya dylan sees in if i'm in, playing like a 20 max mm -hmm. i'll probably have a few shares because he could strike out 13 if he could find <laughs> the strike zone we have that sort of upside out of nowhere the other day miles mikola strikes out nine against tampa bay he's got pittsburgh i know hit up our guy yesterday uh, but Thompson, we'll just rip. ignore we'll ignore that so i mean like there's a lot of good mid-tier value i mean good mid-tier arms on this slate yeah, I mean, you definitely don't have to spend up. I agree. I do love Pavetta against Oakland. You said Oakland strikes out a lot. On the year, seventh highest against right-handed pitching, over 24%, which, you know, is high. Just showing the upside Pavetta has. Cease is definitely a tournament play, as you mentioned. But I think he's going to be popular, John. Like, even in these starts where he's not, yeah. where he's getting shelled, he's striking everybody out. He just needs yeah, to throw strikes. Yankee start? He gave like seven runs. He had, like uh, yeah, it's, it's four right? runs. Yeah, four <laughs> innings. Yeah. Six earned, two home runs, two walks, 11 strikeouts. He <laughs> right. had 14 fantasy points giving up six earned runs. I mean, talk about upside like through the wazoo. Like, He's got a 33% strikeout rate, 12.7K per nine. So, I mean... It's you just like, throw strikes. Throw can strikes, he throw strikes? Dude. Right. Look at his walk totals. He lost like seven walks against Tampa Bay. <laughs> like... Without er no earned runs in that game. No. <laughs> no earned runs. Didn't get through five innings. Hey, if you watch, like, if you go to, like, Pitching Ninja's Twitter candle when Dylan Cease is on the mound, there is so much movement on his pitches. He, like, that's pitch, a problem. Yeah. It's like, if he doesn't get these guys to chase, he's not throwing <laughs> strikes. So, like, it's just, it's tough. 4.7 walks per nine for Dylan Cease this year. So. It's crazy. But, uh, dude, he's, why, even with all that said, his XFIP, 3.2. His FIP, right. 2.9. So, like... The stuff plays. He just needs to stop throwing so many balls. I think the interesting thing about Manaya, John, is the wind is blowing out. And sometimes we make that a big deal. I wonder how it will play for Manaya. I mean, he's a guy who doesn't... Eight home runs and 11 starts. Like, susceptible to home runs. But not, like, this big fly ball guy. I mean, primarily 
ground ballish. I mean, he's definitely generating more ground balls than he has fly balls this year. This whole 8K range, man. I mean, yeah. Joe Ryan's returning, and it's an injury. It wasn't an injury. It was an illness, right? Yeah, but that's what worries me, right? It's coming back from COVID. That, he had that three can... scoreless in AAA yeah. was what he made. So, and he was really, I mean, he was phenomenal. It was COVID, I guess. Yeah, it was COVID. Yeah. Okay. So, like, that's what worries me, right? Like, we don't know exactly how some guys we talk about in the NBA when we covered it, right? Like, Jason Tatum said he wasn't right for like three months, after, right. right? So, I'm sure like he's over it. He had some, he had that minor league appearance. He was really good. Again, like to me, Seattle's lineup just still feels like sneaky good. So, it should be, right? <laughs> like, it should, it feel, it should be good. It feels sneaky good, even if the numbers don't always play <laughs> up to that fact. Like, it feels sneaky good. So, I don't know. Taylor Trammell homered last night. So, well, I mean, they just can't drive guys in. Like, their whole top of their lineup all had hits yesterday. They just, they all just went one for four. Right. right. Like, so, anyway. Bassett. What do you think of Bassett? I mean, I, better home than he is on the road, but. Milwaukee 28th in OPS over the last two weeks yeah what's milwaukee is probably like a good home hitting team too so bassett's fine at 82 i think we're going to be buying into our baltimore boys today for a stack against she when we talk about some hitters am i wrong for wanting tyler male here i mean last three starts been good he just faced arizona in cincinnati 10 strikeouts now he's on the road in cincinnati i mean on the road in arizona i mean he's been these last three starts for him even for actually really four of the last five starts have been pretty strong for him i feel like he's just had some blowout outings right the dodgers tagged him for seven the cubs tagged him for eight and every other start like he has been pretty decent so seventy five hundred dollars i think there's some maybe some sneaky upside there yeah i agree and the strikeout the strikeouts have been really good lately yeah, he's always uh, been a good strikeout guy arizona seventh highest strikeout rate over the last 14 days against right-handed pitching, 24%. They have a 208 batting average and a 289 Woba during that time frame. Sounds pretty bad. Yeah, Tyler Molly 7,500 stands out for sure. Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. After that, like, I don't know. None of this really is too appealing. I don't know if anybody, if any of the names under Molly to you, if you have any interest there. Zach Davies in tournaments. The strikeout's been up on him. Three, three good outings in a row, yeah. and he gets the Reds on the road who are susceptible to strikeout. But that, like, feel like it's it. Like, Urquidy doesn't have any upside. Yeah. I'd be very scared to use Hendricks with the wind blowing out against the Padres. Not going to use... Sensatella is going to be 1% one owned. Yeah, I said, yeah, we're not using any of these guys. So that's kind of where I'm at. I think Molly is probably the lowest guy. You said Davis is 69. Those play. Over on FanDuel, Molly is 86. He's is 8K. I mean, there's really no value over on FanDuel for pitching. You only need one, though. So You only need one. Kikuchi, I guess, 7,300 on FanDuel. Yeah, so, like, I... Yeah, has some appeal. I just want to play Baltimore. Yeah... They're missing who I think Mountcastle's on or he's back. Santander's on the COVID list or he's on the restricted list. Oh, he because he didn't get vaccinated. So he's not playing. Yeah, he can't play in Toronto. Right. Yeah. I'm on the fence about Baltimore's offense here against Kikuchi hasn't like he had the blow up game where he gives up three home runs against the twins. But that was like in the midst of like the twins, like actually hitting hasn't like really he's like one of those guys who hasn't really given up like a lot of damage mm-hmm. like it's he's not like great by any means but he's not giving up 
damage. I don't know. I'm on the fence about. I'm on the fence about that whole thing. That's why I'm not against Kikuchi 73 on Fanduel. I'm not going to probably use him on DraftKings, but 73 yeah. on Fanduel doesn't feel terrible. On the season, like overall as a whole against left-handed pitching, Baltimore has been 25.8% strikeout rate is the second highest in baseball. 231 average, 294 WOBA. That's overall this year. But if you're going to cut down the sample size, we generally like to look at the last two weeks. Dramatically different. Last two weeks, 372 WOBA, 306 average, 844 OPS. They have a 400 batting average on balls in play. I mean, they're just teeing off on South Yeah, Mass. okay. Um, so, I mean, again, we but we also know at the beginning of the year how slow they all got off to a start, right? Like, right. And now guys like Mountcastle, Mancini... Like, those guys are all starting to kind of come around a little bit. So, I mean, there's, like, a little bit of an ebb and flow there. I also like that they're in Toronto and not Baltimore. We talk about yeah. how Trey Mancini and Ryan Monkhouse will probably show up to, to Camden Yards. They're like, what the hell did you do to that wall? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you, you pushed it back to 404. What, are you kidding me? Right? Now they're in Toronto. So, but you're right. I mean, I think this is probably, for me, going to be, like, a make-or-break stack where I'm going to have, like, Mancini and Mountcastle and those guys in my lineups. And if they don't come through, I'm probably going to be out of the cash today. But I'm hopeful on a big slate. A lot of people are going to be looking at Baltimore and mo- looking in a different direction. So Right, right. So that's a pitching out breakdown. Again, 15 teams, so plenty of options for you to go to. When we look at the catcher position, it's even more of them. You can go ahead, and if you're not in a, on Manaya, you have Wilson Contreras going up against the lefty at 4,500 in the mid-tier. I think he probably plays up nicely. Alejandro Kirk, I mean, that dude was touted pretty heavily coming into the year. He's 5K, but I mean, what did we talk about yesterday? The entire Blue Jays lineup's hitting right now. Top yeah. to bottom, they're all hitting. He hits in the middle of that lineup, so like it's not even as if like, he's a catcher who bats seventh. They just bat their catcher like fourth or fifth. Yeah, whether he it's hit been, fourth. He yeah, whether fourth. it's been Danny Jansen this year or the, the kid that used to be on the White Sox that they had in there. Zach Collins. Zach Collins. Like all those guys, they just hit fifth, right? Or fourth. So Kirk's right slap dab in the middle of that lineup in a great position to score and drive in runs if you want to spend up. Again, on a big slate like this, I don't gravitate towards spending up at the catcher position, but... I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you can't. I mean, it's just there's plenty of talent at the top end of this of this catcher spot. Yeah, and we don't know who's officially starting for Washington either. If Will, if William Contreras is in the lineup, like that's another spend up option because that yeah. guy continues to rake every day. So, ooh, do you think we? I mean, do we think we get Jan Gomes today, 3600 against the lefty, or do you? Yeah, think- he homered last night yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So coming into this game hot. Yeah, I do. He plays left. He just plays against lefty. Yeah. So they probably. DH Contreras or Gomes, and then they're both going to yeah. be in the lineup. But I do think we get Young Gomes. He had Vasquez back at home against the lefty at 3,600. He's been hitting the ball really well. So I think he's probably going to be an option for us here tonight. There was a, Did you see the stat on Christian Betancourt the other day? Let's see if I can find it on Twitter. He has like the highest like expected WOBA or something like that in, in baseball or some wild stat. Christian Betancourt? Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. been really good. I mean, Shout look at his last F- last four games. <laughs> Three home runs. Like, I picked him up at FSGA a little while ago. He's my he was my uh, my second catcher because you have to play two, and he has paid off handsomely. I picked him up in favor of Mike Zanino, and that could not have worked out better in my favor. Yeah, uh, Betancourt, a little speed too, John. Four stolen bases yeah, on the year. I'm trying to see if I can find the tweet. It was like a screen grab of like, oh, here it is right here. So baseball savant, yeah, expected Woba increase. His expected Woba right now is 453 per at 100, per 100 play. <laughs> His average, whenever this leaderboard screenshot was created, 
It went from 248 to 453 as a 205 point increase on his expected Woba. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like been one of the best hitters in baseball now for however long this okay, baseball. Okay. Yeah. It's, that's all I got to say. So, anyways, he's $3,300. He is going up against Nick Pavetta. So, it's not like a great matchup, but the dude has just been just raking baseballs right now. Christian yeah, as a one-off. As a one-off, that's yeah. fine. Because of punk pun catcher play. So that's probably it for me. I don't know if there's anybody else for you. If Gabriel Moreno cracks the lineup for the Blue Jays, sure. for sure, 2200. But we'll have to wait and see for lineups. Yep, yep, yep. All right, first base. Austin Hedges, I'll throw out there, John. Oh, run an, in, another name from the past. In court, I mean, he's, look, they didn't price Cleveland up at all. So he's 2800, home run pop, right? It's an all or nothing play, essentially, but in core is $2,800. is pretty stupid. First base, again, a lot of guys up over 5K here can play almost all of them, in my opinion. Vladdy against Lyles, Rizzo against Kluber, Goldschmidt has Wilson, Ty France, Ryan, Freeman, Syndergaard. Pick your stack, put the first baseman in there. That's yeah. How. I mentioned Mancini at 49, feel the same about him. Brayu homered last night. He's twice. At four, twice. Two home runs. Twice night. yesterday, $4,600 for him there. Let's see. Anybody else in the mid tier? For you Nair, josh naylor 4500 and buying Kluber, Yankee stadium look the guy has done every piece of damage at home <laughs> like he has five of his six home runs at home he has 12 of his 13 rbis at home he has a 467 average at home again very small sample but like it's just a park man like i think there's good i think Naylor is an option. Carpenter is an option. Reese Hoskins is an option against the left all in this mid-tier. Okay. Under 4K, I'm just going to keep saying Christian Walker. I mentioned yep. him on an alarm in-game last night that he was actually my home run call of the night, which oh, I called nice. it on the podcast instead I called Tyler O'Neill. But on the radio, I called Christian Walker, and he did not let me down. A third inning homer there off Mike Minor. He hits better at home, which, again, if you're looking at his splits, they don't look great. 230 average at home is better than the 187 on the road. But as we've talked about, he has gross underlying numbers, just like – the world's unluckiest man right now with like a batting average of balls and play under 200. Eventually that's going to turn around. He has a really good walk rate. He hasn't struck out in two games. I mean, for a power hitter to not strike out, that's kind of rare, but he's been pretty decent limiting the strikeouts this year as well. So I think we're just bound for just a run of Christian Walker here and I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a tournament play only because you mentioned the volatility and how unlucky he's been. And we do like Tyler Molly quite a bit. So yeah, I think Christian Walker stands out. I did. I also touted him on the on the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Baseball podcast that's out now too. John, just an, paying homage to you, paying homage to the stuff that you've realized about Christian Walker. So awesome, love when people realize my greatness. Anyway, so we have. <laughs> I take it all back. <laughs> okay, okay. So Christian Walker's at thirty seven hundred. I remember I was the second guy to, to tout Santiago Espinal. So Christian Walker's the Ryan Mountcastle's at thirty five hundred. Again, I'm kind of in. I'm already pot committed on Baltimore, just the way my life works. You've been talking about Luke Voigt. Didn't do it last night, but Hendricks here is just is not very good. So and Voigt is actually better against righties generally than lefties. Yep. So could see and there's that. wind. And yeah. there's wind blown out, and the total is at ten and a half in uh, in Wrigley. Take that for what it is. It's, we don't really have, we haven't really gotten many double digit totals this year. If the wind's blowing out on a hot night in Wrigley, I mean, there's going to be offense. So I do think Luke Boyd is. It's a home, it's another home runner bus play, pretty much, right? I mean, we need a home run from Luke Boyd, but six home runs hit against right-handed pitching already this year. So all six home runs, by the way, against right-handed pitching. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Just the way, sort of how his, uh, the way he plays the game, right? It's just, it's a, he's just not a good, hasn't been very good, rather, against, against 
at pitching. So Bobby Dahlbach's kind of the same yep. look for me. Gets a lefties at home. He has like marginally better numbers against left-handed pitching this year but last year we know he hit lefties better and he's starting to kind of come around a bit 267 average 857 ops over the last 10 games two homers in that stretch so the doll back at 3200 dollars, i think is is also a work yeah a doll back's a very good play i think he's gonna be i think boston's gonna be relatively popular here okay would you 2600 for hosmer against mm-hmm. hendrix that's sure yep i like that one that's definitely a guy. And just so. and mention your guy. I was going to mention him at second. Okay. I was okay, okay. mentioning okay. him at second. I was mentioning him at second. All right. Okay. We'll get there now. Second base. Altuve is at the top. Edmund at 54. Cronenworth, Story. Any of these top price men uh, on your radar? I guess I guess maybe Chisholm, possibly 51. I mean, Dunning struggled a lot lately, so I wouldn't be... I wouldn't hate going Altuve. Dunning has struggled more against left-handed hitters, so I'll take that for what it's worth. Not going to pay 53 for Cronenworth. That's outrageous. I know he's been really good, and he's driving in runs at, like, a crazy clip, hitting 18, in the middle of the 18 order. 18 RBI in 10 games. I just, 5,300, just Jake Cronenworth, right? Like, I don't know. I, don't know. I guess in a Padres stack, it's not the worst idea. But what is Manny Machado? I mean, I'm paying $300 more for Manny Machado than I am for, I don't know. Story is definitely in play against lefty. And Chisholm, I feel like Marlins are more one-offs to me. Like, I wouldn't play a Marlins stack, but, like, Chisholm hits two home runs or hits a home run and steals a base that's feels good so yeah i think all those guys like altuve is okay story's in a good spot Cronenworth, i guess yeah, i guess i have to follow the numbers that's fine and chisholm as a one-off seems they all seem pretty good but yeah i'm with you there again espinal is at 48 baltimore's just in play right again, I mean, toronto but yeah toronto, sorry, toronto's just in play we like them all you mentioned cleveland's all underpriced simeon's 302 the last couple of games he had three hits last night yeah, he's good, man. He's, yeah. like, suddenly good again. Yep. Let's see. Yeah, and Arquiti is not, like... No. He's not a strikeout guy, so... No. Villar gets a lefty, 41. Probably just play Morel. Okay. I think there's just more... At this point, there's just... Like, he just does more, right? But if VR's in the lineup, I don't I don't hate it. He's just really struggling right now. Okay. You have McNeil at 36 against Hauser. Johnny India back, too. Yeah, India's back. That's a huge bump for their lineup. Better against lefties like the rest of the Reds are, but, you know, just a bump. Big just a good hitter. Just a good hitter. Yeah, a good guy to get at the top of their lineup. All right, I'll just cut to the chase here. Kevin Biggio <laughs> yeah. at 2,500. I told you to play Amiris today. Hopefully you listened to me because he had a triple, an RBI, and a run scored, and a walk. Is he going to do it every day? No. But, I mean, right. Whole Blue Jays lineup. Play him. Yo, and it's funny because you messaged me yesterday, like during the games, before the Boston game, before the Celtics, you locked in, but you were like, Kevin Vigio, I told you. And my message back was like, nobody plays the Blue Jays. Like nobody plays these guys, which everyone is going to, there's going to be ownership like to Vlad and to Bichette and that's fine. But like nobody plays anybody else. So you're going to get Kevin Vigio at low ownership and he's free. And if he's going to give you double-figure fantasy points, which he didn't do at all earlier in the year, even if he's going to give you, what, the seven or eight that he's put up a, a couple times lately? If he walks and scores, he pays off the 24. Yep, if he walks and, and scores, right. And how many... He's hitting ninth. Or, yeah, he hit ninth. Did he hit ninth? Yeah, he hit ninth. Turns over the lineup to Springer and Bichette, right? Like, and Vladdy. And Vladdy. The like, whole team behind him, He yeah. walks twice. There's a potential for eight fantasy points there Here, because he here's scores. Here's what I love about that spot is that pitches don't want to walk him. They want yeah. to throw him strikes. So he's getting fastballs. He's getting balls to put in play because they don't want to risk getting him on base. They're just trying to pitch to get him out. So 
Yeah. And he still is walking at like a pretty high rate too. Like he's doing both. I will give him credit. I think he has been very bad. I don't think that's like going out on a limb saying that since he's been called up, since he started playing professional baseball, at least at the major league level. But he has been very good lately. Hitting in the gaps, getting on base, nine walks in his last 10 games, John. Five extra base hits, nine walks. Like, the dude's just, he's just good right now. I don't know what else to say. 2,500, play him in your Blue Jay stacks. Like, don't be afraid to go there. Yep, I agree. All right, third base, here's where the decision-making process comes into play. Yeah, Uh, very good position today. You you, (laughs) you have Jose Ramirez in cores. You have Manny Machado in Chicago against Hendricks. With you have Dev- Devers in Boston, even though it is a lefty matchup. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Riley against a potential righty situation here. Arenado <sighs> against Wilson. That's the cream, uh, cream of the crop. They're all on whoa, the board. Whoa, whoa, hold I'm on. not talking about Brandon Drury. Homer yesterday. I don't care. He's a monster. I'm not Give doing, this no, they're, no, I'm not doing it. I mean, it doesn't matter today because, like, Jose Ramirez is your top play. Yes. At third. Because he's in course, he's he gets sent chalk. Out, uh, chalk, right? Like he's one hundred percent chalk. I would suspect Devers is the lowest owned of the bunch because he's facing a lefty. Because he's facing a lefty, and I don't know if people are like there yet on like how good he's been against just every pitcher. Imagine. I think Machado will garner ownership now that this game has risen to ten and a half. There's wind. It's Hendricks, right? Who's a fly ball pitcher? Riley, I don't think is owned very highly. I don't. I know I should probably be more into Arenado and the Cardinals. This is the first Cardinal we've even mentioned. Yeah. No, I mentioned Goldschmidt. You mentioned Goldschmidt. I just like them so much better against lefties. Just to quickly put in context the Devers versus lefty stat. 323 average, 880, 432. Uh, sorry, 379, Woba. 200 ISO. It doesn't matter. And he's at home, which he's is at- like 339 average, 416 yeah. Woba there. Yeah. It does, it, does, it does not matter that he's facing a lefty. Rank them and rank Ramirez, Machado, Devers, and Torments. I rank them as you said them. Ramirez, Machado, Devers? Yeah. I'd probably do the same. I wouldn't mind if someone flipped Devers and Machado, but I think Ramirez is the clear-cut top. Option. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think Devers is going to have 5% or less roster shit today. Hey, honestly, like, we shouldn't really matter. It shouldn't really matter. Like, Coors is going to be chalk. Yeah. Everything else you'll is have probably going to be... You'll probably have 30% on Jose Ramirez today. Everything else is probably going to be low. So, like, the rest of the slate probably doesn't matter that yeah, much. It's true. Because it's 15 games. But, like, cores will be chalky. Yep. Sure. I'm with you there. If we go down into the mid-tier here, you mentioned Dunning's been bad against lefties. Bregman know, sucks. Bregman is just... He's 4,700. He's going to homer. He's probably he going to do something there. 205, though, over the last 10 games. Not ideal. Rojas at 4,400, even though we do kind of like him a bit here. Uh, you can always throw Carpenter as the third baseman, as we've mm-hmm. talked about him already. Where do you go, though, after that, I guess? Would you throw, Would you take a stab at McMahon and hope Bieber can't get it done in cores? Yeah, you could do that. I mean... Dude, it's hard to pitch a course. Like, yeah. we've seen it. Like, all of Ryan McMahon's success this year is at home. For all four home runs he's hit, home. Yeah. 25 of 32 RBIs, home. Like, he is course field to the core. But I think there's some, I think there's some actually fairly okay value. All right, who are you looking at? I don't hate Alec Baum against the lefty. I know he's like kind of a gas can, but I can understand why you go there. I don't hate Tyler Nevin if you're going with that Baltimore stack 2400, but 
Ezekiel Duran, man, for the Rangers. Like, oh yeah, you keep mentioning him. So he had another two hits. He stole a base last night. Just the, don't move his price tag. They just <laughs> don't move his price tag. He's going to play third the rest of the year. Like three straight multi-hit games, four RBIs over that span, three extra base hits over that span. Has speed, four runs. Like why? If you're paying for Garrett Cole, right? Like let's say you go Cole Pavetta, right, John? Like I think that's probably a very popular approach. Cole Pavetta, like that $3,800 left to spend. If you plug Ezekiel Duran into third base, we're already we're at 4K for the rest of your lineup. Like that's a very comfortable build, I think. So why would we not why would we not like consider Ezekiel Duran all formats against the guy you mentioned doesn't strike people out, hasn't really been impressive in any capacity in Jose Urquidy. So right-handed right-handers this year, everyone, actually, I'm talking myself right now live into a Ranger stack that I probably shouldn't. <laughs> These are the numbers against Jose Arquiti. Batting average against righties, or batting average allowed against righties, 321. Batting average against lefties, 324. OPS against right-handed hitters, 900. OPS against lefties, 880. Woba against righties, 386. Woba against lefties, 381. Elite. Across the board, elite. Seems decent. Elite. So I'm going to be playing Ezekiel Duran 2200 in all formats, cash, tournaments, whatever. It just makes it easier to get to Cole and Pavetta and whatever else you want to get to. You can play him and Kevin Biggio. Those are your two spend downs. And I guarantee we're going to find some cheap outfielder for like $2,000. Like Oscar Gonzalez, John, spoiler, under $3,000 in cores. Like yeah. this is easy. Like Ezekiel Duran plug and play for me at third base if and he's at multi-position eligibility which is the key right like because you want to play ramirez or machado or devers and you can still play ezekiel duran at second base if you wanted to because he has that eligibility so all right shortstop position again expensive plays here if you're going toronto bichette for sure to stack against bobby witt as we've talked about it's really been hitting the baseball if you're not going up against a web xander at 5k at home swanson at 5100 dollars I like J.B. Crawford still. Where are you narrowing down your core shortstops? I mean, it's definitely Bichette if you're stacking Blue Jays. I probably, I guess you could play him as a one-off, but like, I prefer him in a Blue Jays stack, I think. Witt in tournaments only. Swanson, man, this guy's been so good. Like, I've been sleeping on him a little bit too much. Probably for the price. We're not used to having Danzy Swanson like this, but he's up to 292 on the year. That's crazy. Home run, four RBIs last night. Xander, I think, is in a good spot. Not really, like, hitting for a lot of power this year. It's more like gap. Like, he's just hitting the ball. Like 17 doubles on the year, six home runs. You can go there. I mean, I just talked myself completely into the Rangers, so, like, I can't bail on them now. Like, I'm part of Corey Seager, 4,900. Obviously, like, I have to go there, right? I mean, and, like, is Andre Jimenez $4,700 worth of a player? Probably yeah. But lately. Incredibly good lately. lately. Yeah. He's been incredibly good lately. I mean, hitting 307 on the year is pretty dang good. 853 OPS, pretty dang good. I don't know if you, whoever, you should follow Justin Vreeland on Twitter. I think at Justin Vreeland, pretty simple. Nothing crazy there, but has been screaming from the rooftops about Andres Jimenez. Maybe it's still because he's wearing a Mets hat in his DraftKings picture. But like he was saying, why are we not playing Andres Jimenez every day? And here we are. Proof is in the pudding. As right. Floyd Mayweather once said, John, Andres Jimenez, I couldn't would spell, probably go there. Couldn't spell that, but he said it. That's why he said putting. Right. Proof is in the putting. Yeah. Andres Jimenez, 4,700. Right. Don't. Yeah, that's fine. I can bite. I can bite. 
uh, value to your, I don't know. Again, not, maybe Miguel Rojas, 3,100. I had a couple hits last night, a couple doubles. Uh, it's a, ba it's a bad uh, position. It's, not really it's a bad position. Like, Corey Mateo had two hits. Fortunately, we don't have to spend down at every position. So, shortstop, don't spend down. Let's go to outfield, where there's, where there's actually some... A gajillion sort of... options and a gajillion spend down options. Right. So, this is, again, as we talk about with outfield, like, find your stack, take a top price guy, build around it. They're, all, they're pretty much all in play. Yep. So, we won't bore you with the top five... 5k above tier they're just use use them how about this how about this pick one guy over 5k that you think is as close to a must own in cash and in tournaments Jordan and springer okay i'll go and i'll and i'll to broaden our i'll go different from you because i think both those guys are great i think Jordan is probably number one for me as well i think judge in tournaments I think he's like a one-off. I don't love the Yankees today, but Judge in Yankee Stadium as a one-off would be my tournament guy. And for cash, I, I can't go different. I'll probably just go Jordan for cash games because he's just been incredibly incredible. Another two hits, 500 average over his last 10. So there's three guys that we just mentioned. Yeah. Judge, Springer, Jordan. All right, guys under 5K, not counting cores because, again, we just... I think Coors is just generally in play. I've talked about Baltimore. I think Austin Hayes at 4,300 is a really good price point to go ahead and throw him in there. We like Toronto. Teoscar is at 40. Jorge Soler has 12 home runs. I mean, there's some power there. I'm not sold on Eflin, so. I'm not sold on Eflin. It's just, yeah, righty power probably more in Philly than lefties too. Yeah. That park plays better for righties. That's, but again, like this mid-tier, maybe Ozuna again. Yeah, he homered again last night, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. He homered again yeah. last night. I'll just go back up. Adolis has been rolling sure. right now. I'm, again, I'm really talking myself into a Texas stack just with the way that Arquiti's numbers have been lately or just all year, realistically. And Adolis, eight home runs against right-handed pitching, 339 Woba, not too bad. Uh, coming off like just he's on a toward stretch, 350 average, 1,000 OPS, three stolen bases over that span too. I will take shot on Adolis, and I do agree with Azuna. We'll find out who... Washington is going to start. We don't. We still don't have that answer. I don't think they'd go gray, right? Like they scratched him because he went through his whole pregame routine. Like, wouldn't do you think he's like they're gonna have him do that? Like, do that all again? It doesn't feel like they would. But what do I know? Castellanos at forty-one against the lefty. I know he hasn't sure. really hit well this year, but something to throw out there. Calhoun, you talked Texas already. Brantley at four K also in play. Anybody it's So it's so nice to see Yelich and Bellinger priced the same because they're <laughs> literally the same player right now. Yeah. Again, they both kind of suck. <laughs> So. Anyone else? Brian Reynolds has been a lot better lately. Uh, Nimmo, for sure, against Hauser. Right? Nimmo against Hauser. Nimmo's struggling, but I would still consider. Hauser's not good at on the road. We've gone, I think we've gone over this before. He's a much yep. better home yeah, you're Yeah, you're a home splits Hauser guy for sure. Yeah, so he's trash on the road. So I think so. it's going to get really interesting, like what Cleveland's ownership is. Because Duvall had homered again now. Yeah, Duvall homered again, dude. Three he is white hot. He's... Dude, he's just that guy. Yeah. He just hits when he hits home runs in freaking bunches and then ends up with like 40 on the year. They, They're like, what? They lowered Lourdes as a price tag. And what did I tell you last night? Three hits. Nobody plays him. Three Nobody hits. plays the guy. The guy's got this nine hits in four games, three doubles, and they lowered his tag 100 bucks. So Nobody plays him. Yeah. Nobody plays him. So he I hits eighth. Him. Nobody wants to play him. No, he, he won up. He upped up last night. Seventh okay. last night, John. Seventh. Okay. 
You know, and then I, Rymel Tapia grounded into three double plays and ruined any run scoring <laughs> opportunity. I called the Tyler O'Neill home run last night. It didn't come through. We did have two hits and a stolen base again. Back one back, point away, one point away from the home run points there. Right, right. Back to back games with a stolen bag for Tyler O'Neill, dude. He's not a thirty-two hundred dollar player. He's yeah, he's no, a he's 40, not. He's at least a forty-two hundred dollar player. So I'm gonna keep rolling out Tyler O'Neill. Like I'm, that's too cheap for him. Outfield. I'm just literally gonna punt outfield. I think. Like I'm stick just gonna in, punt stick, outfield. You stick in Jordan and then punt outfield. Yeah, it's like Jordan. It's like who's your core tonight? Jordan, Jose Ramirez. So my core, Garrett as Cole. it stands, mm-hmm. is probably. Garrett Cole, Ezekiel Duran, Ramirez. I would say I'm on the I'm probably Jordan and Cash, but like you then go to Cleveland, right? Let's just click Cleveland in their outfield. Miles Straw, 4,200. Signs of life a little bit. But Stephen Kwan has been really good lately, 3,600. Oscar Gonzalez is $2,900 for no reason whatsoever in Coors Field. You mentioned Tyler O'Neill. I, we've talked about Lourdes Gurriel enough on this podcast like the, to know I, I love him and obviously you're hopping on board too like Mike Michael Harris or is it Michael Harris it's Michael Harris the the prospect for the Braves homered last night hitting 293 on the year they're still in base upside with him he has power Duval is homering like golly man like outfield is so stacked like these cheap guys but I think if I were to go a core my core would probably be Cole Duran Ramirez and then probably Oscar Gonzalez. And then, like, I don't want to throw Jordan in there. I'll stick with the four. Also, the two cheap guys, Ramirez, Cole. That's probably my core four guys. Okay. That works. I think there's nothing nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're right. Those guys are they're just they're too cheap. So, 2,600 in a wind game could potentially be an option. Like, will the Red Sox lead Ref Snyder off? Maybe. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. Against a lefty? Would you, I mean... $2,200, he is like a good bat. If you're building a Boston stack, like right. I don't hate Ref Snyder. There's some there's some very good value at outfield and very hard to build a core because everyone's, I mean, every team, literally every team in baseball is on the slate. Yeah, I agree with you. What's your home run call? Since we're not going cores, which sucks because I want to play cores, I don't know I'm going to go to my good friends at Texas, right? Like I talked up Texas enough. I will go... I'll go with Adolis Garcia hitting his 13th home run against Jose Urquidy. Okay. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Jordan versus Yeah, I was going to say, just go Jordan. Go flip side of that game and go Jordan. Yeah, Jordan versus Donning. That's my home run call. So that's it. We'll have the playbook out. I think it is Pete Cole on today. It is. I have this... I actually have the schedule up ready. It is Pete Cole today. Pete Cole. So be on the lookout for Cole's playbook. That should probably be out shortly. If you have any questions, get us in the Discord and we'll talk to you guys later.